Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hey everyone, we're back. This is Candace Stewart Finley, Powered Whole Being Radio. Boy, have I got a show for you today. We had the most amazing person on, Henry Johnstone, and can't wait for you to connect with him shortly here in the show. I want to I want to first though, as we always do, start the show with an energy alignment using the divine heart coherence technique. And for those of you that have listened to the show in the past, you know kind of what that's about. But if this is your first time tuning in, then I want to give a little bit of background of what I'm talking about. With my um, dual approach, like a fusion of quantum physics and metaphysics, I like to look at what who we really are as fields of energy, as energy in its pure form, and therefore recognize the fact that we are transmitters and receivers of electromagnetic frequency. We're designed that way. So being aware of what frequency we are most aligned with, and most of this is unconscious, by the way, fear, joy, really can make a difference. So this technique addresses who we are for what we are, energy. So here's some basics real quick. The heart is the primary transmitter of electromagnetic frequencies. It has 40 million neurons. It's constantly transmitting this energy out. It also is the switch for the autonomic system, which keeps us We control that switch by how we feel, whether it's conscious or unconscious. So if we're in the stress mode, if we're feeling fearful, the heart switch flips to stress. If we're feeling joyful, full of gratitude, then the heart switch flips over to the parasympathetic or the restorative healing mode. So it makes sense. You want to be more in the healing than you are in the stress because there's different things that occur when we're in either one. The second piece that's really important is the belly brain. This is the enteric nervous system, the gut. Over 100 million neurons. It creates all the same neurotransmitters, neuroinhibitors, hormones that the brain in your head does. So the belly brain is very much involved on how we respond emotionally to things. The belly brain also has another important role, and that is of a remote control for what's called the brain antenna. There's actually structures in the brain that that focus electromagnetic frequency data to the pineal gland. So heart transmits out, belly brain transmit or receives in, So heart's a transmitter, belly brain's a receiver, and the belly brain controls the brain antenna. So either when we're in fear mode, we're going to be downloading from those loops of unconscious blocking beliefs that are fear-based, those thoughts and images that are diminishing in value. When we're receiving in the joy mode, primarily in the belly brain, then that's going to switch that brain antenna, the TV's station, the channel, and we're going to be able to access and connect to our greater being, our collective consciousness, whatever you want to call it. So this technique is all about giving you your own empowerment to any time, at any place, anywhere, realign your energy with the joy zone so that you can benefit and put yourself back in the healing mode, the restorative mode, your body feels better. You're also going to be more connected to your greater wisdom. I mean, the benefits are beyond um, being able to even number. So in order to do this, 
we start with what I call the activator, the nature activator, because the heart needs to be shifted first. And the best and easiest way to do that is for everyone to, who's listening in, <clears throat> whether during the live or in the, in the replay, on the on-demand, I mean, uh, select something that you personally experienced in nature. It doesn't matter if it's a sunrise, sunset, the ocean, the beach, the desert, forest. Just something you personally experienced. That when you had that experience, you were just so in awe of the beauty around you that you felt somehow, some way, that you were part of that magnificence, that, that this creation, that whatever created this beautiful moment in nature, you're part of that. And that joyful, expansive feeling you felt when you really connected to the beauty of your surroundings. You're going to select a moment like that. It's like priming the pump. Like the old, on the old western prairie farms, you had to pump the water out of those hand pumps. You had to often pour water in order to get water out. So we have to start, we have to initiate the shift in energy. So select something that you personally experienced in nature. And I'm going to have you in a moment, put your, um, close your eyes and so forth. But right now, just place your fingertips at the base of your breastbone, because I want you to focus all of your feeling and recall of this moment in nature in there, your heart. Nowhere else, just the heart. So close your eyes, fingertips on the, the base of the breastbone, focusing your feelings there. I want you to feel that moment in detail again that you experienced in nature. Not think about it. I want you to feel it. How did it feel to see that beauty? How did it feel? Relive that moment completely. If there was a breeze, feel the breeze. If there are colors of the nature around you, see, with your eyes closed, visualize them again. Visualize being there and feeling the awe and the beauty. And let that expand. Just feel it. Just focus on it and feel it. Good, let it expand. If any place feels tight, just send that beautiful feeling right into that place and just say deactivate, dissolve, release. And let it expand. Good, now the energy is expanding and a beautiful beam of light of that same beautiful gratitude, joyful energy that you're feeling from being in this place in nature flows out of your heart into a bright light that represents source, quantum consciousness, the greater self, whatever you want to call it, that beautiful light. Your heart is flowing the energy into that light, connecting you. And now from that beautiful bright light, a beam comes into your belly. Receive it in. Hearts flowing out into the light and from the light into the belly. Just let that cycle. Staying in that place of feeling, feeling that moment, reliving the feeling. Good, let it cycle out from the heart into the light, from the light into the belly. And now another beam of energy comes into the top of your head, into the pineal. And last, a beam comes and flows into your back between the shoulder blades, which then flows out the heart, back into the light. You are now creating your toroidal flow, which is what we all have, a torus. The earth, everything has this. You're flowing that now in the joy zone energy frequencies. Joy, love, unity, gratitude. So stay in this place. Let it expand. 
and just observe how it feels to be here, how your body feels to be aligned with this frequency of joy. Any place feels tight, send energy there and just say deactivate, dissolve, release. And now for clarity and contrast so you can recognize when you are here and when you're not, I'm going to invite everyone to recall a moment where they felt very small, very ineffectual, very diminished in value. And just notice what happens in the body. Does it starting to feel like it's sinking? Is it getting tight in the belly? Is the heart and the chest feeling heavy? Your body is this amazing, magnificent biofeedback machine. You'll always know from now on where you are, fear or joy. And remember, when you're in fear, your body goes back into the stress mode. So come back to your place in nature. Use your nature activator. Come back. Be there again. Visualize and feel the feeling again that you felt when you were in nature. Notice the difference. Do you feel like a lifting feeling? Flowing out from the heart into the light, from the light into the belly. Notice the belly bend receiving from the joy energy, the fat bandwidth begins to relax and open up again. Let it expand. Good. We're going to start the show now. This is awesome. I um, appreciate everyone participating in that. It, it gives us uh, more connection to our higher being. It also, in wisdom, it also um, guides the show so that we are connecting and uh, experiencing transformative information with ease. So last show was, um, well, first let me just say, today's show is exploring the evolving role of masculinity with our guest, Henry Johnstone. He's a professional coach based in London, England, and I'm so excited for him to be on the show. Um, a lot of insight. He has a lot of insight. He assists men through his coaching practice to redefine their role in society and how to embrace the wholeness of their whole being, their beingness. You know, we're not, we're not really separate when you really get down to the energy of us. We are both male and female because in the work that I've done, I see the electric of the electromagnetic frequencies that we are as being the yin the feminine it it it's receiving in it's pulling in and then the magnetic is pushing out so it creates this toroidal flow the magnetic representing the male the the right side of the body you always talk about the left side being the feminine the right side being the the masculine well, it's electric in, magnetic out. Receiving, giving, receiving, and giving. So we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Last show we had was with our guest, Francis. As, as, I don't know why I stumble on that. Acevedo? Acevedo Franco. And... When she was on the show, she was expressing and sharing some of her transformative process. And prior, when we did the show, it was just prior to for her, before she did um, um, another major core issue release. And it was so profound to have her on the show at that time because when you listen to that show, you will, you will experience how that, those modules from the blocking program can really create static interference and, and um, turmoil in our, the life of us in our physical self. And um, um, once that module's removed, everything shifts. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. A few announcements. Our call-in number is 646-378-1732. The chat is open, though um, I won't type in answers, but if you have questions, type them in. I'll see them. 
I'll convey them to uh, acknowledge them and convey them to Henry. Um, but I won't be able to type back. Just know that. I encourage you to call in, though. So if you do have a question, um, there is a prompt where you can, I think, press a certain uh, number on the phone pad, dial pad, and it'll alert me that you have a question. So again, 646-378-1732. also want to point out that the Divine Heart Coherence technique that we just did at the beginning of the show, that I created an MP3 file of that as a guided meditation with music. Um, this is, I'll play a real quick snippet of the music that's on that, which it has a 963 hertz bass track in there. So that um, that's a solfeggio tone that supports greater connection with our expanded selves. So I'll play that just a quick little section of that so you can you can get a little taste of that. So this is the music that's on this guided visualization um, audio file and it's for free to download on my website. So I encourage you to check that out there for the asking it will make a huge difference I promise you and then also too I have launched what's called a conscious creator basic principles course this is all about providing the tools and the information so that we can as a group of humanity those who are interested and ready for this can begin to be more conscious about what they're creating. Because we're creating 24-7 anyway. It's just from where? Is it um, from fear-based energy or joy-based energy? And doing the divine heart coherence technique will show you from where and help you become more conscious of what's being transmitted. But this course is, provides all the clarity on that and the tools and so forth. So. Um, it's also on the website under um, the Empowered Whole Being Academy. You can go to the website and check that out. So I think that's basically it. Just want a few announcements, but now let's get to the real good stuff. Let's get Henry on here. Before I bring him on, I just want to say that I just met this gentleman, um, God, within a week ago or something and was so knocked out by his information, his, his clarity and his insight, I just knew that it was important to have him be on the show and he was kind enough to accept my invitation. As I said, he's based in uh, London, England, so it's after 7 p.m. there. Uh, Henry is an accredited coach via the Noble Manhattan Coaching um, Company or Academy and um, He's using his rich experiences to help light the self-realization path, especially for men, to see a way forward to becoming more whole. And I really would like to, I'm going to bring Henry on right now because I think that I'd like to have him expand a little bit about, you know, his past experiences before we talk about what he's looking at now. So, Henry, you're live on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Candace, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for your wonderful words before I came on. <laughs> of course, it's all true. So if you wouldn't mind, I would love for our listeners to just get a brief summary of some of your past experiences. Because you, you've, you know, I always believe that those of us who are the most enlightened have often had the 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 more the most rocky beginnings, you know. Yeah, and um, it, it it really helps to build compassion and understanding of others. So, would you share a little bit about your background, if you wouldn't mind? Of course, I'd love to. I mean, hi guys, for all those who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, so, really, my journey into wholeness and to realize in my purpose and who I was as a man and as well as a human being begun in addiction. 
Now, I don't know what you guys experience with addiction is, but for me, you know, I, I grew up like a perfectly happy little boy. I really did. You know, I was a beautiful little boy. And somewhere along the way, I felt very uncomfortable with the roles that society gave me as a man. You know, I wasn't a sportsman. I wasn't an aggressor. I wasn't, I didn't feel like a protector. I just felt very, very lost and very, very alone. And that only grew like through my adolescence. I really did try to push myself into those, you know, that round peg into a square hole. I really, really tried. And it just started to fracture my innate being because there was nothing that I felt comfortable with doing. Um, so in adolescence, as, you know, an adolescence is, is a minefield of trying to find your own identity. And I just could not find my own identity. And I was lost and I was terrified. I was full of fear. And the thing that came very naturally in that kind of environment was, hey, like I can take drugs. I can drink. I can be that guy who drinks. You know, that is my identity. And with that, it started off quite innocently. But for some reason, I reacted to this the way that an addict does and I just went full force and I remember having my first drink of alcohol and I felt so good and I thought to myself whatever it takes I'm going to have this drug or this drink because this makes me feel whole and I'm going to do whatever it takes to feel like this and that's the attitude that I adopted you know and I turned from this very loving child into what I would describe as a monster that was what I, I tried so very, very hard to, and it sounds really brutal, but I've really got to get across like the, the desperation that I was feeling, you know, I tried to murder every single good part of goodness inside me. That was my journey. And I lost my family. I lost my friends. I corrupted every single relationship that I was in and through self-harm and willing self-destruction, I ended up on the streets. I ended up cold and alone. God knows where I would have ended up. But you know what? There was something inside me, Candace, something that just would not go out. When people talk about a personal light, there was a light inside me. It was that little boy that refused to give up. And I remember, um, I mean, I don't know whether you want me to get onto the turning point now or wait till later. I think that's, no, that's too. That's what, because the next thing I wanted to ask you is what shifted? Your life yeah. path, and well, also I want to make it. Before we do that, though, I want to make a notation that, interestingly enough, um, I want to point out that we are creators. We are the creators of everything we experience, and because mm. the the young Henry was mm. so focused on the emptiness and the aloneness, mm. he created it. Absolutely. It's in its, uh, its to totality, in perfect totality. Completely. It's that Nietzsche quote, you know, be careful when you look into the abyss because it will look into you. And it, you know, I absolutely created that void, you know, right. I was, I, I had nothing to identify with. And all I wanted was just darkness and oblivion and a sense of no being so that I could avoid all those feelings that were just knocking on my peripheral mm -hmm. vision. I, I call that the illusion of separation because that is what we explore here in the third dimension. Yeah. Because yeah. in the third dimension, there is this illusion of everything being separate and compartmentalized. When, mm. when you go any other at any other energetic dimension of us as a being, everything's interconnected, you know, quantum physics, entanglement, everything is everything. Everything is intertwined, but we don't mm. feel it here. And that's, it's on purpose. That's a whole nother topic. But the thing about it is, is that when you share what you just shared, this was so profound. How else, what beautiful, amazing contrast mm. that you created. How else can you get, I mean, some of the things people have said to me about you is that they just are so knocked out about how connected you are to connection. <laughs> you know, the, con the concept of being connected and feeling connected and willing mm. to just be there in that place of connection. There's, like you, 
that's because you explored the other side so completely. Oh, you know, I did. I there are almost there are almost no words to describe how dark it got. You know, then it did get very, very dark, and I'm very, very lucky to have come out the other side and to be on this journey with on my path i bring with me a huge amount of gratitude mm-hmm. you know to be able i would say some, some, i would say sorry go nothing on. about luck i was just going to say i don't think luck had anything to do with it <laughs> i think it's like you said that light was always there first you had yeah, to do the exploration yeah. and now you're doing the uh other side of it the releasing and the unifying so awesome absolutely oh wait oh no you know it's, what? it's um, incredible I know. Uh, Hang on, I want to play something about that moment. Okay. There you go. Okay. (laughs) The awakening. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So what shifted your path? Yeah, that that moment, right? You had some kind of awakening experience, or what happened? Yeah, so the the awakening experience is something that kind of happened in shifts because I don't believe that I was totally ready and nor did I have the tools to be prepared for a total shift. I felt That's like, very you common, know, that, though. That's very common, incremental. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So this this part of me was not willing to have me subject myself to annihilation any longer. And I remember... The first time it happened, I woke up and I'd been sleeping outside a pub. Uh, I don't know what the, the relative term for a pub is in, a, in, a, in America. A bar. There we go. Um, yeah. And the frost had laid over me, you know, and I woke up and the crinkling of the frost and I just sat in all the filth that I was surrounded by. And this voice was like, Henry, there has got to be something better than this. And I walk back to my parents' house and I'd been disowned by that point and I just lay at their feet and I sobbed and I sobbed for sorriness and I sobbed for connection. Like it got to the point in my addiction, this is sort of, and I'm going to get vulnerable with you guys. I was disowned. Um, I desperately wanted to be near my parents. So I broke a window into their basement, which was tiny, but I'd lost so much weight that I just squeezed myself in there. I cut myself. They didn't know. And I just slept in the basement. So I knew that I was close to them. You know, I desperately needed that reconnection to my mum and dad. And that was like, and when I met them and I just sank to my knees and I cried, that was the first shift. But it took yeah. a lot of work because I kept on bouncing um, from addiction into recovery and just bouncing. And there were a lot of lies. There was a lot of stealing. There was a lot of grimness. And there was a lot of challenge. But you know what I did? Every single time I bounced into the recovery mindset or the, the energy, I showed up. I showed up in my entirety and I got really vulnerable. And bit by bit, I believe in the saying, like bean by bean, the bag gets filled. That's what I was doing. And it came right. to a point uh, 10 years ago where I hit my final rock bottom and I was institutionalized in hospital. And I saw my path. I was like, I can go back and I will die and I will take everyone I know with me and I will cause more damage in that than I could ever do. Or I can look forward and I can be willing to accept that there is something in me that is powerful and I can use. And that's what I did. And I, you know, I took baby steps towards that. Whatever it was, I showed up every single time to every single challenge. I got vulnerable. I became willing to explore my feelings. And then through lots of self-work, the masculinity side opened up and I could redefine myself as I wanted to be and incorporate the child that had never, ever let me go. And now I'm here. Yeah, and we are grateful that you're here. <laughs> very very grateful to be. Well, I just have to let that settle for a second. That was so profound. Thank you for sharing that. It's my pleasure. So taking that, 
rich experience. You then went into coaching and got accredited through this um, organization in England. And yes. um, so talk, would you share a little bit about your coaching practice? Because I've looked at your website and I really like, I, we mentioned this before the show, you yeah. and I you know, spoke earlier to the, today. <clears throat> and one of the things that I was really uh, appreciative of on your website is how clearly you were you were really talking about ownership, maybe not in all those same words, but you were really talking about, like you said, showing up. If you are ready mm. to take ownership, I can help you move forward. It's kind Absolutely. of the message I got. So tell me about Absolutely. your coaching. Just share a little bit about that, would you, please? Yeah, of course. So if, if we start from the this, this kind of concept, if you like, of taking ownership and taking responsibility, there are a lot of coaches out there who will will charge money to the client who isn't ready to take ownership so that the coaching dialogue is wasted and that is not where I come from I come from a place of value life-changing service and for anybody to make the steps that requires courage and vulnerability we first must be willing to own up and show up and be prepared to say the journey that I'm about to go on was precipitated by me. I am responsible for my journey. I am responsible for the messages that I've entered. It's no one else. And that takes courage. It really, yeah. really does. Absolutely. And what I hear from people who say, Henry, I'm ready, that is their commitment for whatever follows that they are going to be there. And as I say, it takes courage. But my God, when people commit, they feel it, Candace. They feel it. Of and course. that's almost within itself. That is the first awakening that they experience. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of channeling that. And I get men coming to me who say, I want to feel more connected to my wife, but I don't know how. I'm scared. And when they say scared, I'm like, well done. You are making the steps firmly and forwardly. I get men who feel that they're not communicating well enough in their lives. I get men who feel sad and depressed and worried that if they somehow incorporate this new vulnerability or what is termed as the feminine energy, but we spoke about that before and we'll term it as the receptive energy, that something will happen, that they'll feel destabilized, that it will have catastrophic effects on their entire life. But that's just not the case it all starts with someone showing up and making the commitment yes <laughs> i'm just the energy when you're talking i don't know if you i can feel it and it's so expansive you know um i know you just started using the the audio file that i created and had yes. a really amazing experience. But I just want to, I want to give you some feedback, Henry, that as sure, you're sure. talking about your purpose, you e. shift into that expansive place. Mm. You're touching into it. Mm. So I just want to give you feedback that, dude, you're on the right track. <laughs> Do you know what, Candice? I feel it. I, you know, after doing the, uh, listening to the MP3 and experiencing lots of strong visuals, that sense of purpose was palpable. I felt mm -hmm. it. I was able mm -hmm. to embody it. I was there in it, and it felt amazing. And you know what? There's, in a way, there's, there's nothing special about me. Everybody has the power to do this, and everybody Absolutely. has the power to feel this way. Yeah, because we as long as there's ownership and all of that, then that uh, that's yep. the key for unlocking that wall between expansive self and, and separate self. Experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd like to segue into, since we're, you brought this up and we're kind of moving in that direction. Yes. Would you share a bit about your insights and discoveries about this evolving uh, masculinity role? Because you touched about sure. it a little bit about just a moment ago, and I think that's really important. Because it's not just, I mean, you're bringing the, the side from the male, the men, the masculinity. I think this is also mm -hmm. helpful to women. 
Absolutely. In the sense that, you know, when when there's such separate gender roles, it completely messes up everything, I think. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. It, it really does. You know, so t- would you share a little bit about that? Sure. So my understanding of it um, is that men have been set into these predefined roles for a long, long time, and there hasn't been a meaningful shift within them. It's only now coming to light that these roles of, uh, you know, the main breadwinner, the stoic male, the man who doesn't cry, the man who doesn't show emotion for fear of falling apart. This is the time when they're being called into question in a way that they simply haven't been over the last hundred years. And um, what's happening as people become more aware of females' roles, like the women's roles, and how women are also taking the males' roles, that's all been fine. And women have come forward so much. It is impressive for humankind, you know, to be part of that. But the males' roles, they haven't really moved. So what we're experiencing is a lot of men feeling very unsure and very unstable as their roles are literally being called into question and that begs like their question what does it mean for me not to be the main breadwinner what does this mean for my role am i because let's not forget that men like to feel secure that's where a lot of the masculine identity comes from if they're secure then they're safe and if it's called into question then they can rebel and get aggressive but that is outmoded. And it's really about men being okay with the fact that they're not this role that they've been given. And if and if they're not happy, then why aren't they happy? And what do they want to explore around that? And what we get is men expressing that they're angry, they're scared. What is this gonna mean? But that, as I said before, that's all totally natural. But there is an increased instability happening with men experience their roles within society. Does that oh. make sense? Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, oh yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. I, I, I think this is a conversation that you know, the, the Me Too thing that's been happening in the States, which I think is more than yeah. just the States. I think it's happening pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah. I think the Me Too thing is a result of this uncertainty of roles. Mm. And 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 not fe- for men not feeling comfortable and in the changing role and not feeling safe. Therefore they're, they're going to be aggressive and take what they need to feel safe. And it just happens to be a sexual, a sexual connotation for some men. It's not, it's, it's, it's screwing some, and I'm going to use that word hypothetically, quote unquote, screwing somebody at work and, and undermining them so they can take more of their power. So it's, it's happening In other arenas, it's just this part with women and um, their vulnerability, which is a role. Um, Mm. Men using their power uh, over a woman in different types of arenas. But that's because for those men, that is the, the, the avenue in which they feel safe to take power away. Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the the sexual um, the sexual role of the man is possibly the most ingrained. And what I hear you saying about the Me Too campaign is that there is global awareness that it's not okay to do that. It's not okay to intimidate women or to take women's power through sexual acts. And that is causing a huge amount of instability, both from the man who, you know, who believes that this sexual identity that he has is okay. You know, what does it mean to him? You know, and he might display Mm -hmm. that through loads of different layers. You know, he might not be the man who acts to the extreme that Harvey Weinstein did, but he may have that slight approach to women. 
you know, mm-hmm. and what's happening is that that role is so that's part of his identity that's exactly. being threatened. And then on the other side, you've got men like myself who feel that there's this unfair portrayal of all men. But it's because the role is so prevalent that this attention is being directed towards us. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's, there's a want to to um, rebel against that, to challenge that. So that more people become aware that it is a role and we're not happy with this role and it doesn't have to be this way. Exactly. Exactly. And the first step is taking ownership. Oh my God. Like, absolutely. That is. And do you know what? Uh, we, we did speak about women briefly and we, we seem to be talking about women quite a lot. And a lot of this raising of awareness is about how women can respond to their men when because somewhere along the line a conversation's gonna happen where a man you know common with me that men coach with me and then they become ready to take the vulnerability or the learning that they've experienced within the sessions out into the world and there is a level of communication that needs to happen from the woman to recognize that a man is actively destabilizing his role and seeking a new one and there's got to be support there I always say like don't get vulnerable unless you have loving support around you because otherwise it's just going to go the other way someone's going to get vulnerable they're going to get rejected and they're going to feel even more unsafe and they're never going to want to go to that place again they'll start looping right back into their fear energy absolutely and it and it feeds into the fear energy and it just and we spoke about this when we spoke before people just bounce around in that they just go around in loops Mm -hmm, exactly that's very wise coaching counseling that you're providing because i think it's important to recognize that this is a powerful shift for a man Mm -hmm. If, if 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 any particular man has up until that moment really defined himself in the narrow way that culturally those roles are defined in western civilization because there are Mm. there are indigenous peoples that don't have that Mm. you know they don't have those kinds of roles of gender like we do in western civilization Mm. so coming from that cultural um of you know the western civilization culture where there is such such inappropriate definitions of gender and capability mm, really is yeah um i think that it's it's really good guidance to prepare them and help i, I mean do you have the, the the wives come in with the men sometimes to help them or do you coach them separately to help them support or how do you address um, that with your with your coach? i haven't yet but i'm totally open to that but it's very much the decision that's got to come from the man you know, am I comfortable with this? And that is a hugely powerful sign of like, I'm on this journey. I want this. I need your support. And within all of that, there is an invitation. There is none of the dominant taking of power. There is, I need support. I recognize that I am only half of this. You are the other side. And when we do that, we can shift ourselves into the receptive state because we're ready to take on board the, the, the input from somebody else. But I always say to all my clients, you know, the coaching opens up the part of you that you explore. What you do with that is your choice. And it may well be that down the line they want to include their wives or their girlfriends, their mums, their daughters mm-hmm. into it. But it always remains their choice. In the energy Absolutely. of empowerment, it has to stay with the individual. Otherwise, every bit of responsibility that they take is washed away because the decision is taken out of their hands. I agree. That's very wise. So, um, since you've begun to really live this yourself and address it in your coaching yeah. have you noticed any differences um in 
with this new definition of masculinity or read the, the redefining process of masculinity with your own relationships and you know just in the world in general i mean it's gonna sh when we have a an awakening or an epiphany you know what happens is it begins to shift our outside world because we're we're perceiving mm -hmm. things differently therefore we're creating them differently yeah uh there is a lot of new perspectives going up for like from my experience after doing this and truly living my purpose and facilitating something that's hugely powerful i pick up on it a lot more and i'm aware of it on a hugely intuitive level where I, I receive messages of where it's happening i see where it is happening i formulate a way to approach it so i can always come from a place of service and in my own life oh my god like when, when people talk of abundance you know it is not a woo concept it's very very real and when a man becomes ready to to accept his like his journey and to challenge his roles and to welcome in the emotions which is kind of a taboo word in masculinity at the moment when you welcome in your emotions and you begin to explore them be happy with them and act in alignment with them oh my god life <laughs> just changes like i have the most beautiful life that I could never have dreamed of having. And I could never have got, you know, it's for me, it all hinges around the depth and the richness of my relationships and the depth of richness that I come from having a purpose in my life. And it is, uh, it's transformed. I've, I've been through a lot of abusive relationships, Candace, a lot of abusive relationships, horrible relationships. Um, I understand. Where yeah. that, where, where the, the roles were shared, but I'm, I'm in a relationship now and it's, it's more than anything I could have ever dreamed of. And it comes from showing up, being willing and sharing the experience, shifting mm -hmm. into the receptive state, becoming whole, which is what you were talking about right at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And there's never a time where becoming whole doesn't result in just mind blowing change. Exactly, because what you're talking about by embodying and embracing this shift of self-perception, you know, the shift of, of, of embracing wholeness, which means we receive and we give, you know, mm. uh, then, then yes, because up until then, the old role perception is that you take you mm. aren't able to receive, you take. Mm. Absolutely. And, there's a, and in that perception, there is an underlying fear of unworthiness of receiving. Therefore, the mm. only way to have is to take. So if you blocked your, if you, if, if, if we're experiencing the blocking of the receiving of the things flowing in, then, then yeah, everything's a struggle to have anything. Absolutely. Because there's this underlying unconscious belief that it's not safe to receive. Absolutely. And if it's not safe to receive, then it's incredibly unstable. And we are comfort-seeking creatures. We will always choose right. to avoid what's uncomfortable. So what you're talking about is at an unconscious level, we are being programmed. Yeah, I think it's because that program is there in the, yeah. um, you know, and what, what the work you're doing is you're assisting for men to become aware of the program and, and, and even more important, aware of the fact that they can choose something different. Absolutely. It's yeah. all about granting them Very autonomy. Powerful. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, yeah, that's so powerful. So would you do, we have a little bit of time left, and I would love for you to share just for a few moments your vision sure. of how this would evolve in this newly defined empowered role for men. What would that look okay, like? Okay, well, for me, it would be the message being delivered to every man on a vast cross-section of society where men welcomely 
feel. Oh my God, that would be incredible if every man was able to take himself to a place of vulnerability and enhance his power, enhance his wholeness and be able to approach every situation and every relationships with that wholeness, with that openness. And then on an individual level, what you'll get is generations of men challenging the status quo and saying, I don't feel comfortable with being the stoic, silent type. I don't feel comfortable with being the breadwinner. I challenge that. I choose to be a human being. Mm. And I choose to yeah. define my own masculinity. And I'm not going to let outside powers influence me anymore. And then what happens is you grant people their own, uh, their own way of navigating life. But it comes from a place of wholeness. And that's the power. When we are whole, we can affect the greatest change in our lives. You know, and I want to go so big with this. And I am so like, there's this thing of um, uh, talking about influencers in the world to get your message out. I believe the opposite. I believe that um, everyone, no matter where they are in the social hierarchy or, of success, like, Everyone has a voice and their voice is as unique to them as their body is. And they're the people that I want to speak to and they're the people that I want to help. And I just see it as a great movement of self-empowerment and joining together. And you just answered my last question. How would that affect okay. and transform experience for all? And I want to say, yes, Absolutely. That's the dream. That's the purpose, you know? Yeah. Well, you're well on your way. I mean, I've, like I said, you've, um, Henry and I connected in a Facebook group for speakers, you authors, did. and coaches because did. Henry did a video, just a little face um, Facebook Live, where he was sharing some of these perceptions and and um, his vision and his discoveries about the redefinition of the role of men and masculinity and such and the like ripples in a pond you know it just mm. rippled out and I I, I don't, we only connected like a week ago I think. you did yeah yeah it feels like I've known you forever and, we um, have a very strong connection, which I am hugely grateful for. I think what you and I are working, uh, <clears throat> have a similar vision or, are, you know, and you're coming from one side, I'm coming from the other. And and I'm sure there's other people out there in the uh, universe that are doing mm -hmm. very similar type of work where we're recognizing mm -hmm. that wholeness is really the base. It's Absolutely. not one or the other, it's wholeness. And recognizing yep. as a woman, <clears throat> I would say that I've been a role buster all my life. Brilliant. Um, I love a, that. As a, as I a love human, that. Um, doing things that um, were attributed to a male role in the cultural definition, you yep. know, building houses, working on cars. I mean, just the silly stuff like that. And mm. uh, being mechanically inclined and whatever. Not, and and not uh, um, holding back from it, just doing it. Just if it's interesting to mm. me, doing it. And, um, yeah. and feeling, feeling good about being empowered with that strength and and then initially for me as uh, growing up um as this particular incarnation because as i shared with you earlier um growing up there was created in part of the program from my experience a lot of uh, physical abuse in my um mm. household you know father having rage and imbalance because of his his own un uh, not understanding his role that's really where that mm. came from. Mm. And the rage just went into physical abuse in the family. So mm. coming from that, for part of what 
my avatar was exploring is feeling safe. Mm. And um, there was a time where I actually got, uh, went to the hairdresser and asked them to give me a high-end tight. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. It's a Marine Corps haircut. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. I got Wait. a, I to- <laughs> totally got my hair like a, like if I was in boot camp, like a high-end tight. And I only, and I only wore fatigues and combat wow. Because there was, I recognized that there, um, there was this thirteen-year-old energy needing to come out, but she didn't feel safe. Yeah. yeah. And um, for because that was a real brutal time, and so Mm -hmm. for her to feel safe, and for me to be able to address her and help her um, transform and and transmute out, she needed to feel safe. So I was. Uh, leg pressing 400 pounds at the time, doing one arm push ups. I was, wow. I mean, ma- mondo into it. I walked down the street, people were like wanting to like walk away from me <laughs> because, like, who the hell is this crazy woman? But it, I just went with it because that yeah. was the only thing that I could do at the time to bring her out of the darkness. To bring that 13-year-old consciousness out and let her know it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm big enough, badass enough, and strong enough to protect her. And uh, it worked. And after that, I grew my hair back out, you know, whatever. It isn't important anymore. So I, I think it's being willing to explore and honor whatever we need to support that release and that path of wholeness. Absolutely, you 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 made use of the role that was there, and you made complete use of it, and then returned. It's beautiful. It's beautiful that you managed to do that, or that you did do it. Yeah, and and I'm I'm sharing that to to encourage others that it's okay. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. In that in that now moment, something extreme is, is you're being called to step into something which quote unquote seems extreme but it's only for that now moment it's not forever absolutely absolutely nothing lasts forever and it's a temporary shift to enable you to Mm -hmm. progress yeah if i hadn't done that i would have been stuck i'm glad you did too me too yeah (laughs) even though i did scare everybody (laughs) (laughs) including my son But oh that's okay. God. I got what you got. He freaked out. Um, well, I, we're really at the end of the show. We only have a little, like a yeah. little less than a, two minutes. And I just want to say thank yeah. you so much. Oh my God, Henry! I am so in awe of what you're doing, and um, in any way that I can support what you're doing, I am there because mm. it is. It's I can't stress enough how important it is. Yeah. How life changing it is. Not just for each individual man, but for our whole planet. Yeah. It's going to free men and women to just be. Completely. It is so powerful. And Candace, just thank you so much for allowing me the time to, to speak about what is incredibly close to my heart. Well, it's going to make a huge difference. I hope so. I hope so. So again, thank you, and I thank you to all the listeners, and um, we appreciate the community of support for a new vision of what wholeness can be. And we'll be together again in about two weeks. I don't know what the topic will be, but we'll just see what unfolds. That's the way I kind of like to do it. <laughs> so until then, I just want to say thank you again, Henry, and um, thank you. also... I just want to uh, encourage everyone to, you know, take ownership and go within for clarity. So until Mm. then, joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. 
on-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.